हेलो 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 वेरी गुड इवनिंग एवरीवन दिस इज सुप्रीत बालाजी योर होस्ट फॉर द पॉडकास्ट शो अ डे इन द लाइफ ऑफ एंड वी हैव संजीवनी हियर हाय संजू एंड संजू इज अ सोशियोलॉजी स्टूडेंट इन यूनिवर्सिटी ऑफ हैदराबाद एंड वी आर गोइंग टू गो मोर डीप डाइव इनटू द सोशियोलॉजी पर्सपेक्टिव ऑफ व्हाट संजू थिंक्स हाय सुप्रीत या लाइक thank you for the very good introduction and i'm very glad to be here i hope i give everybody something valuable to take back from this session thank you for joining so going on with the first question i would like to know can you walk us through a typical day in your life as a student of sociology uh so generally i uh, i have classes which differs with the day of the week like we don't have set Uh, timings for classes, so some days it's in the morning and some days in the afternoon. But mm-hmm. a typical day for me would include classes and uh, maybe some time spent on um, preparing food and like going out with friends and extra activities like that. And mm-hmm. then I have some time that I spend on myself, where I either work out, read, or um, maybe do some craft or art if I feel like it. And another part of important part of the day for me is to do something physical like say go to the gym or mm-hmm. dance or uh, uh a workout routine something like that so i think those were the parts of my day but it differs with every day as to wh- when the which part ha- <coughs> happens so yeah that would be a typical day for me okay so for those who don't know Sanjeevni is a very good Bharatanatyam dancer. Yeah, I am a Bharatanatyam dancer. I have done mm-hmm. my diploma. I'm currently um practicing pursuing for another certificate program in Bharatanatyam. So, yeah, I do spend a good amount of time practicing. Okay. So, when I thought I would like to talk to you about sociology and all those things, I actually wanted to understand what sociology in the whole sense is so i went in google and i searched sociology and the definition the first thing came is societal problems so it is a very huge task to understand societal problems because there is from a to z and maybe even some other languages alphabets that come into this particular a to z characters or yeah. words how do you yeah, actually yeah how do you actually intend to define sociology with your perspective and why did you actually choose this untypical or unfavorable no stream of line because many people go for engineering doctor medical something like this yeah, but sociology is very different uh, money making subject yes, yeah yes yes uh so if okay i will address that question in chunks so the first part as to what sociology is and how it looks at societal problems so uh for me personally sociology is like you said a lens for me to look at societal problems um but in definition like you know textbook definition would be sociology is the study of society but the whole idea of sociology lies in the um fact that you pick up society look at what it actually is not what mm. it's on paper not that um you know government records we have or uh, 
the data that has been collected by economists not that but mm-hmm. what is actually happening in real life in every single place and analyze why it's happening how we can make it better it's not to make a judgment uh, based decision or opinion needed judgment but to mm-hmm. just analyze everything as it is and uh, see what the problems are and how we can solve them that's the basic a very crude structure of sociology to put it uh, and how we do this would like um we have this something called sociological imagination which is basically that a way to look at things which i think if i go into that it would be, become very theoretical but yeah we have a certain method that has been developed and tested over hundreds of years that we used to do this mm-hmm. and reason i picked it up well ever since i was a kid you know we all had that part in ourselves i want to change the world i want yes. to mm-hmm. yeah i want to make the world a better place for everybody i was also one such child who wanted to make the place a better i mean the world a better place for everybody but growing up i never really understood how to do it i was that kid who had an ambition every single week like because that week that's what i thought will change the world like one week i thought it was astron ast- i could change if i become an astronaut so one week i thought it would be sportswoman and so it changed wow. every week mm-hmm. eventually i realized there's not one way to change the world and it was just curiosity i wanted to know more about just how i can do this before i actually do it which is why i picked sociology because i first want to know what is happening in this world before i can do anything about it hmm So yeah that was a very personal reason for me why I picked sociology. I know it's not going to make me money in the future and I'm probably wasting 3 years of my life but I think it will tone my uh, thinking in such a way that I will be able to do something for the world in the future. What it is I still have to figure out but yeah I think I'm going in the right path of figuring out what I want to do for the world. That's really wonderful to know that you're figuring out and you're doing a lot in the sociology sector so as i was just researching about sociology i found out that sociology covers a wide range of topics and i would like to know what particular area or what particular topic within sociology that you find is the most fascinating one Uh, like you said sociology covers a wide range of subjects which is one of the main reasons for me in choosing the subject itself Okay. Um right now I don't have any particular area of interest that I want to focus on or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh one thing I find really fascinating within sociology is the idea of inequalities. We study a lot about it. Um how the society is structured in inequality and how inequally and how these structures in turn keep propagating this inequality and why that happens. or mm-hmm. who is uh in responsible for it who wants to keep it that way so i think that is a very fascinating subject and i i am really interested in that part of sociology okay so as you told sociology has a very wide range of aspects and it has been little bit you know there is a lot of things that you have to learn you have to study the societal problems and learn about societies and different things this looks or this if anybody hears it for the first time for example me myself i think it as a a challenging job a challenging part of it 
so with all the challenges that you face in your daily life as a you know as a sociology student how do you overcome them what is your motivation what is your daily routine that helps you kick the you know kick the engine or restart the engine again and again okay so this is a very good question to ask to any social science student because like you said our biggest challenge is that we are studying about challenges it's not <laughs> an easy job it's very depressing to be honest to be very very honest it's extremely depressing so okay. half the people who i know who are pursuing sociology uh, professionally are depressed people who find oh. it really hard to handle how difficult the world is or how cruel the world can be to mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. um yeah i know a lot of researchers who go for field work and then can't handle the field that they come back leaving the research halfway because it's very it's not academically challenging but it's very emotionally challenging which i believe is much more difficult to handle than academic or uh, physical challenges because mm. i'm sure many people have talked about all of that in other episodes and you open youtube you can find many things about academic challenges how right. to study and all of that yes so i think what i would bring what i want to bring to this podcast is how i would recommend you handle such um emotional challenges that we face in our everyday life to tackle things that we find difficult to comprehend hmm. to put it in, in one way um it's a very you know simple solution it seems so common sensical that you would be wondering why i am saying this which is just to take it one step at a time and to accept that things are difficult so i think that the most difficult part for even for me and for everybody i have interacted with is to accept that we are facing challenges and then tackle it hmm. like emotionally we find it really difficult to accept that you know the world is this way we have to do certain things correct to survive hmm. and um it's going to be very challenging we cannot accept that once we accept that we start looking for solutions and correct. we will find them because as human beings we evolved to be extremely smart we will find the solutions we are looking for hmm. but i think accepting is really hard for all of us and we have to work on that and how i believe we can do that is to take one step at a time to accept what i'm doing right now is this what i will do i will figure out so yeah those are two things that i feel uh, is the solution to any challenge that mm-hmm. if you can do these two steps successfully the solution will fall in place this i think yeah solution we can figure out but if you can do these two steps successfully you're set to win oh okay that's quite an intense answer and it is you know too much to take in because you're talking with the sociology perspective and i get yeah. it that it is a very difficult well, life that's one thing about social science in the end it permeates your life in every sphere every aspect every way you look at things yeah it's very hard to keep a line between your professional and personal life in social sciences because what you're studying is your personal yes life. correct yes yeah. how would it feel like if you study your own personal life is it something very weird to you guys or is it something like okay if uh, for example you see in a situation something is happening and how do you actually perceive or come towards a sociology perspective mindset or is it going to be your mindset or is it suddenly going to be a sociology mindset how is it going to perceive 
right that's a very interesting question so personally for me i don't think it's a choice because i feel i feel that both the perspectives kind of complement each other like hmm. um one is very rational and uh you know the sociological perspective requires you to make very rational calculations and analyze the situation and figure mm-hmm. out what is going on mm-hmm. i am personally also such a person who needs to do that before i do anything like you know when i was talking about my life itself i need to figure out what i'm doing before i actually do it which is so for me it's not very uh it's not a choice basically mm-hmm. but um i think for somebody who is more spontaneous that this question would become more relevant and that you would have to make a choice which is the perspective you want to pick hmm. i think from friends i have seen they generally choose to go with the personal uh, their own personal experiences and uh, perspectives in their personal life unless and they choose to put on the sociological hat when they are doing something uh. sociologically Okay. like it it is done in retrospect if i'm going to handle the situation as the person i am but if mm-hmm. i am ever studying something related to that i will look back on it and think that oh this could be analyzed sociologically in that way okay that's what i have seen the people i have seen and the friends i've had that's what i see them doing but yeah personally mm. i do it this way okay so yeah. when you talked about this person there might be some other ways that people handle that too but yeah this is i think two ways that could be going so every person has a different experience and talking about experiences could you share a memorable experience that perfectly captures the essence of your profession so we have a lot of seminars generally mm-hmm. which is a huge part of academia and academic world which is practically how we interact with everybody else correct and hmm. um we had one such seminar here in our university last year it was about um satvahana dynasty which is mm-hmm. a dynasty from the south of india um it was organized by the government of india ministry of culture and archaeologists and uh, historians from different places were presenting Mm-hmm. i was uh i was a part of the uh rapporteuring team in the seminar i had okay. to make a report of uh, everybody's presentation and present it on stage that was basically my job mm-hmm. and i had uh, so basically there were six sessions and there were six of us reporters and i was late to the meeting and everybody else had already picked the session they want to which was sessions 1 to 5 because okay. the sixth session was also the reporting session where you had to present your report okay huh. so i was left only with the sixth session and i had to pick it up and i did i had to listen to a two hour presentation by three different historians who had done 10 years of academic research on that topic and were presenting a consolidation wow. of the 10 years of research and presented as a two page report on stage which i did okay i would say uh-huh but i think this experience uh, kind of sums up what we are doing because um basically you are taking all the knowledge that has been generated after you applying mm-hmm. it to the current context because right. you know uh, even in this situation the report i'm presenting is not what they said it's my mm. 
what I had learned from that hmm. um, presentation, right? So hmm. I think that's what we're doing. We're taking all the knowledge, consolidating it, applying it to the present world, and then bringing out something nice, bringing out an experience. Uh, so not, sorry, not experience, a solution in a way. Okay. To the problems that exist. Yeah. Okay. So when you talked about you were there in the particular session and you had historians talking about 10 years of experience and they had a lot of theories, explanations and sociology in the whole will have a lot of theories just like how any other subject would have like uh, theory of everything, theory of this thing in science and engineering and cosmos, everything. So in sociology, uh, have there been any particular sociological theories or concepts that have resonated with you and helped you make sense of the real world situations? Okay, so um, one thing about sociology is that there is no fixed theory for anything. Like okay. It's not like science that if it's gravity, it's going to go down. It's not if it's gravity, Newton's theory is right. There is no such hmm. thing in social sciences. Hmm. One situation, uh, so basically how we use theories in social sciences, we apply them to any situation. These theories are just frameworks to look at something. Okay. Huh. It's like that. So when there are multiple theories, you can hmm. view a same, single situation in multiple ways. Like for example, Marxism is one theory. Uh, mm -hmm. We actually call it conflict theory in sociology. Mm -hmm. But um, so that would look at a situation in a certain way, while another way to look at it would be the functionalist theory, which would analyze the same situation in a completely opposite way. Mm -hmm. So um, historically, people had this idea that you had to stick to one theory and you apply that and you like you make the theory in such a way that we come up with a universal theory. But mm -hmm. postmodern thinking has come to this kind of acceptance that one theory is not the answer to everything. Hmm. You need to have multiple different views of hmm. the same solution, the same issue, hmm. so that you can have a much more holistic view okay. of the things that are happening around you because these are not like one, um, like even if you're drawing a graph hmm. and you have, you have two variables, right? In a graph, hmm. that's it. But it's not like that in society. There are about a thousand different variables. Okay. So any theory, what would it, it would basically do is that take two or three variables and analyze mm -hmm. them. Mm. So using multiple theories would mean that you're using multiple variables. You're taking more things into consideration. More variables, correct. Yeah. So um, there is not one theory that has particularly affected me, but it is this idea that you can use multiple theories for ah. the same thing okay you can you know create your own sambar concussion <laughs> kitchen with all the theories, theories. And yes apply uh. whatever works to the situation basically that everything changes with perspective everything is not the same based on how you look at it like you know six and nine one person could hmm. say six, correct six, person one, say six nine. neither are wrong correct exactly uh. neither are wrong so this hmm. is the idea that has impacted me the most. It's not a very specific theory, but it's just this idea that okay. you can use multiple theories and use. The more I'm able to talk or ask questions to you, the more able, to, the more I'm able to understand sociology, but it is still confusing me a lot, a lot more. So 
well to be honest it is a very confusing subject even i am still very confused and profounded <laughs> by the amount of things happening in our society and amount of ways we can look at it so uh-huh. i understand and so with this confusion understand. with this confusion for example if i had to join sociology what are the basic key skills that are required for example some skills or qualities that you think that are required for any person to be a part of a sociology student or to understand sociology subject hmm. so um, i think there are a few basic prerequisites if you hmm. want to be somebody who is proficient at sociology one is obviously to not make value based judgments because mm-hmm. we all come from different pasts different experiences which color our perspectives but if you it's not just sociology if you want to do any so, uh, social science except economics economics is slightly different there you should be able to differentiate between your value ba- your judgments that are based on your values that have been uh, put into you and more rational judgments Mm-hmm. you should be able to do that and um second skill that i would say is very very important is reading mm. like you should be able to read analyze an insane amount of text like uh i know science people also have to read a lot but you have set theories like if it's one theory any number of authors you read it's going to be the same thing just explained in a Correct. different way yes but it's not like that in social sciences any one thing that you take like if for example if you take rural studies there mm-hmm. are about like 20000 authors who have written on rural studies and each of them bring to table a very good point that is good if you know so the more you read the more you actually do well in social sciences and mm. yeah i think that's a key skill to develop and it's not just reading as in like reading fiction not you're not reading mm-hmm. fiction mm-hmm. you should be able to read comprehend and most importantly connect everything like everything you read must be able to connect and come to a conclusion for you i think that's a very very important skill that you need to develop if you are considering social sciences okay so read comprehend and connect so yeah those are the so, three basic bravo. points yeah wow yeah. wonderful so when you are having this connections when you are thinking about for example you read a book you understand about it and you comprehend about it and then you connect with real life perspectives so is there any time like for example you would have read something does all the theories come into play with any one particular sociology perspective or will it be like some theories will come into some time some theories will come into some other time or how is it hmm okay that's a very good question like i said this idea of connecting the theories um kind hmm. of comes down to this because hmm. when you look at a, any situation any research question that you pick up you cannot go back to every theory that you have learned there will be so many Correct. there will be so many nuances to it you will not be able to go back to any theory you have made or hmm. every theory that you have le- learned hmm. which is where i think um experience comes in and being able to um you need to pick the theories in the end you need to pick the perspectives you want to look at an issue with hmm. but how you pick is 
completely up to you honestly it could be your interests and what you want to achieve out of this hmm. like for example um i could be like the reason the aim you're doing the research for comes to it in the end like for example the uh, research project i'm working on currently hmm. wants to answer questions that will help them say sell the vaccine okay to put it in a very crude format that's not entirely it but so the questions i asked and the theories i use will be structured in such a way that it supports it gives me the result i want for this thing hmm so it's a very subjective choice okay. that you have to make for every different situation or subject you pick up but again it's a very point. subjective choice based on why you want to do something you pick that ah hmm negative point yes. yes thank you so much uh, sanju for that answer and moving on no uh, as you have a lot of people who study social sciences who uh who work in the field of social sciences and sociology and there are a lot of subjects and a lot of topics uh i would like to know do you have any particular role model or somebody that you look up to within your profession and why do you look up to that particular person what is the reason well there isn't exactly one person i admire a lot of people for different different things mm mm-hmm. like some for their ability to speak out some for their ability to connect with people hmm. and yeah in different different ways but um there is this one professor that we have who i admire a lot mm-hmm. um mostly because well first she is a very well read woman she is um she has two children and she is just able to juggle everything in a very very beautiful way she is excelling at every side of life she is picked in academics in her wow. family in mm. her writings and in her teaching also mm. so i really admire her for that for being able to do very well in everything that she is chosen mm-hmm. to do yeah it's not a very famous person but but yeah, yeah still so personal admiration correct that's important uh, talking about you know uh, when you give an example of your role model your uh, faculty in your university so you talked about how she was able to manage work life balance so how do you manage work life balance and to avoid burnout in your line of work because it seems a lot of stressful work mm. because of all the you know social aspects that thing theories ah lot more well to be honest i can't say i have a very great answer for this because i've also had a few breakouts uh, sorry burnouts since i started mm-hmm. um a handful of them to be honest okay or like one extremely elongated one would be a way to look at it uh-huh. but um, i think the main place where i went wrong in retrospect falling into the burnout would be not prioritizing mm. so mm. i think it's key to prioritize say every week it's important to sit down on the sunday and decide this week i will focus on this part of my academic life it's not that i will focus on my academic life till the end of exam and then mm. after that i will go out with my friends but you need to make it a much more short term prioritizing 
like mm. for the first two days i will study in the evenings when i have free time but for the okay. next two days i will go out with my friends or something like that mm. basically you should be able to prioritize okay um uh. and i think there was this one very beautiful example i forgot who said this basically you're juggling balls mm. and some of them are glass some of them are metal some of them are plastic these mm. balls are different aspects of your work um your studies and all of that mm. and when you're juggling you need to let a few balls drop at some point okay so you should just be careful not to let the glass ones drop and let the metal ones drop and okay. it's not that you're going to let your academics drop for some time and focus on your social life but rather mm. that um i'm going to focus on one subject right now and i will focus on one of my friends right now something like that uh hmm. understand it very vague but i think you need to break down it into diff- smaller chunks and then okay. prioritize hmm. which i think which has been working quite well for me for the last one two months so yeah i i would recommend everybody to give it a shot for okay. creating balance that's really wonderful uh, an example of juggling balls really makes sense because having a glass and metal and different balls and juggling with it it makes a lot of sense wow yeah it's Is not it... my example though i heard it somewhere i forgot who um came up with it. it was a very famous person i forgot if i ever come back to it i will send you a text sure for sure for sure and is this something in a sociological perspective or is it totally in a perspective of work life balance no it's work life balance is somebody else's idea that i just came across on youtube so to come to the last question uh, this is something that i keep on changing in my podcast and uh, i would like to ask you if you had to leave with a final piece of advice or a final quote before this podcast end what would it be um yeah like i said i have said a lot of things through the entire broadcast and mm-hmm. if i had to leave with just one final thing it would be that even if you are making if you are somebody who really wants to bring change to this world mm. it's okay the size of it doesn't matter it's okay even if you're changing just one person's life and it's okay even if that person is yourself the change is still very valid and worthy and yeah you have done what you wanted to I think that's something all of us should remember because wow. it's a huge world and we can get um you know profound like dumbfounded by the hugeness of it but it's important to remember that even the tiniest change is huge thank you so much sanjeevni for this amazing and wonderful session on sociology and you gave us a lot of lot of perspective truly it helped me understand what sociology as a whole is even though we spent 23 days together i was not able to get a lot of sociological perspective and talks and but this was a real inspiration and real eye opener for me and for every other listener who is listening to this i am really glad you gave me this platform to share what i am really passionate about and yeah just thank you so much i'm really grateful for this opportunity it was a really good talk with you 
thank you everyone thank you sanjeevini and looking forward to meeting you all again next week with another podcast session with another amazing personality see you guys have a great day ahead bye bye